Welcome to the Overanalyzers. I'm Dan. I'm a concept artist and illustrator. And I'm Mike. I'm a software engineer. We are a weekly podcast, and this week we'll be talking about some of the things that we've observed while while pursuing the two things that we've been uh, pursuing. Yeah. Well, all right. We've been talking a lot uh, in the past few months about... Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, oh, let's yeah. take a shot. Good Lord. I don't want to forget that again. Same. Right. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know why it's so hard to remember the shot. Yeah. Um, all right, so we we've been we spent the past few months coming up with all these lofty ideas about oh we think we know how to how to get good at something and how to solve these these deeper problems. We've really been pushing the idea of a mental model and this concept that you need a very clear picture, whatever that means. It could be you know something in your mind that tells you what it is you're striving for at any moment, whether you're drawing a picture or playing an instrument, you know, you're always looking to know exactly what you need to do and you're trying to push yourself. And that's been one of our big ideas. But we also decided that talking is fun, but we might just be full of it if all we're doing is talking. So we need to actually do some stuff and see, does this work? Can we make it work? So you've been pursuing drawing uh, well, the human skeleton entirely from memory, but right now you've just been focused on the skull, which seems right. like a complicated part. Uh, I've been playing competitive StarCraft II, trying to break into the top 200 players uh, in the continent, essentially. Where are you at now? So, if you want my status report, I've been, been working yeah, on this. We'll start with you. All right. Uh, so I'm not in the top 200. I have not made it yet, but... Over the past few weeks, I have been playing very well, despite what happened on stream last week. I had a really terrible uh, losing streak on stream. But I have, I think, played four, I think, four games against Grandmasters in the past few weeks. And I think I won three of them. Um, or maybe it was five. Like, three out of five I won against these top 200 players. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, I won a tournament last week, which was not a huge tournament or anything, but it's a, a group of people that are, at least some of them are pretty high level, and I won that, and I... Well, w wait, where were you before we started doing this? Because you, um, you've made a significant uh, change. So, I, I've had a couple higher peaks in the past, or high-ish peaks in the past, but I was at the point where I would... Pretty much never actually like my my skill level wasn't high enough to really run into a top 200 player it was extremely rare if i ever saw one of them and i would usually just lose uh, yeah it's hard to say exactly because it's not you know you, the players aren't ranked from top to bottom it's just the top 200 players to get a rank so i'm a little outside of that but i've gotten pretty close or close-ish uh i mean that last little bit is tough but it's been going really well I, i've been making i a, remember a before we decided to do this that you were saying you're like, oh, it'd be cool to be in the top 200. And I was like, well, why don't you just do that? And you're like, well, I can't. I mean, that's like, yeah. it's like really hard to do. Well, I mean, the big pivot for me, I think both of us was this big change in the way we thought about, you know, I'd, I've played StarCraft 2 for a really long time. And like we said, I've gone through some periods where I've improved and long periods where I haven't improved at all or even regressed. And so to me, at the outset, I'm thinking, I can sink more time into it. Maybe I can just add, you know, I can play a, another 10 games a week, but it doesn't feel like that's going to guarantee me anything because I've been playing really hard and just hadn't been able to really move up. And I don't want to celebrate prematurely because there's still quite a ways to go before I can say, yes, I'm a grandmaster player. But uh, it's it's been working. For I mean, everything that we've been talking about, it has not always been smooth. There's been some pretty rough spots, but... I now feel very strongly that I know how to get better and I've been implementing it and I don't there's still details I'm trying to work out and things that maybe aren't working as well but there is a very different feeling right now of oh I'm I can put time in the game and it will make me better maybe not instantly but it will and that's so vastly different than before where it felt like I'll play the game more I hope I get better but maybe I'm capped out and this is just as good as I get it was, it's totally different that's exactly what's happening to me. Uh, well, and for me, it was, I've always struggled with, you know, more figurative drawing and that kind of thing. I've 
figurative I've gotten pretty meaning human figure yeah 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 it's okay. it's hard to you know just give you a whole lesson on art history and everything to try to explain what I'm trying to do but basically I'm a, a concept artist and I deal a lot with architectural stuff and environmental stuff and the things that I've always struggled with is more uh you know human figures and you know really right. figure heavy pieces and and characters and things like that um not for lack of trying i have tried very hard in the past for many years and i just feel like i haven't really got anywhere right so that's why i decided to choose this um my goal being to be able to draw the entire skeleton from memory uh, particularly drawing from memory has been difficult in this area so yeah to me it seems just as impossible as for you to get top 200 or something right yeah that's something i want to definitely get across is that it's not i think for both of us it's not like we just decided to start trying and we're gonna see if that works because we had tried very hard before i don't know that i'm trying any harder to get into you know grandmaster league i'm trying very differently and so yes. far it's yeah, extremely promising so so what are some of the things that we've discovered along the way? I mean, we've certainly already talked about right. a lot of this stuff, but... Yeah, I think one thing that happens a lot for anything like this, when you have this kind of, I don't know, set of concepts and ideas that you're like, oh, I think I figured it out. I know how to get good at something. And then you actually go do it, and it almost always turns out to be a little bit messier than... Then it looks on paper you know uh, there's a lot of kind of goofy things that come up um one of the things that has i've started to notice a lot is that the way i i exist in like different states of mind almost uh i'll sometimes i'll load up the game and i'm i'm like ready to go i'm feeling great i'm ready to play i'm ready to just go hard try to beat somebody and it's fun and exciting and like the energy's high i'm really focused and all that and i we've talked about this quite a bit before but you know the game is not just a bunch of facts that you memorize there's a lot of physical skill like you are trying to execute very specific things and do it really fast in real time and just understanding a whole bunch of stuff about the game like we've talked about is not what makes you really good it's part of what you know, opens up the, the path for you to get really good. So if I'm going to improve some of those execution skills, like those fundamental things, I need to be focused. I need to have that clear mental model of what I want to do. I need to be kind of in the right mood and mindset where I can really push myself a little bit. And I've noticed that sometimes I'm there and that's fantastic. And in those moments, the, the preparation that I've done outside like, say I've sat down and done some research and tried to make sure that, okay, this is the army comp I want to use in this type of game, and these are the types of things I want to do. That's when that stuff matters a lot, in the sense that when I'm in try-hard mode, I need to know what I'm going to be trying hard at. And that, that mode doesn't last forever. Maybe I'm really focused for an hour and feeling really good, and I can feel myself start to improve in these areas that I haven't really explored before, and I could feel myself executing better. But then say I start to get frustrated or tired or I'm not as focused, I can feel myself just missing simpler things. Then that window, I think, is kind of gone to where my more fundamental skills are not being pushed and I'm just not in the mindset to push it. And I've started to think that in that mindset where maybe I still want to play, you know, I want to still invest some time into trying to improve. I don't think that time is very well spent trying to push those fundamental skills playing those games really hard and you know just trying to increase my execution level so that has been the time where i've started to think okay actually i don't need to spend all my time in try hard mode i can spend a lot of that time like when i'm when i'm off when i'm not in try hard mode then i can i've started to keep a list of stuff that i like problems that i haven't resolved yet like oh i keep forgetting this thing i need to figure out why or i get into this situation and i don't know what to do and in that mode, I can go, okay, I'm going to go look up like some pro game and see how they handled it. Just like literally take notes and try to figure it out. But I'm not, I'm not really playing. I'm just observing and trying to figure out problems. That's been a big thing for me. Like this acknowledgement that I am not always in the right state of mind 
to do one or the other. So, well, that's been exactly my experience as well. I, I've shifted to trying to force myself to adapt to whatever I, whatever big problem is in front of me. So if, if I want to learn all of this stuff and I'm not able to focus on it and I'll just, I used to just keep trying to force myself to focus and force myself to sit down and try to do a good drawing, but it wouldn't, you know, it wasn't working or, or whatever. Now I've realized, oh, I'm just too tired. So I, I yeah. can't focus or I'm, I'm not paying attention as much or I'm really exhausted. I need a break. So I'll just go take a break now. So yeah. I've, it's, it's like changing gears on a bike. I mean, if there's a big hill, you change to a different gear mm-hmm. so you can, uh, you can pedal easier. You shift, you shift your tactics yeah. uh, depending on, on how you're feeling and what you're thinking and uh, to better fit. Yeah. Part of what's changed with the way I think is that previously... I kind of figured that the only variable you really had was time. You know, if you practice whatever you're trying to practice for two hours a day, that's better than practicing it for an hour and a half. You know, right. just in general, if you want to get better, you just need to put more time into it. And so there's this this feeling like, oh, I need to be here for two hours. That's that's the amount of time. Or oh, three hours would be even better. And I don't think that's the right way to look at it at all. I think right. different areas of your your skill grow in different moments. But they're they're kind of moments. They're not these huge spans of time. Like, oh man, I got so much out of those three hours. Every minute, I could feel myself getting better. I don't think that's how it works. I think there's almost these peaks and these short spans of where I'm I'm pushing into new things and I'm actually executing things better than I have before and I'm like really growing. And then you get into these duller moments where nothing is necessarily happening and it's I'm just kind of idling on doing things I'm familiar with. And then there's obviously the other part of it, the more conceptual problem-solving part, where I'm I'm looking to find answers for problems and understand things better. Like, you know, it's it's easy right. to spend a lot of time not getting anything out of that too. You have to really find the things you need. So, I guess what I'm saying is, once you let go a little bit of this idea that it's just purely time, and that there's much more important things. Obviously, you need to invest time, but these moments where you have growth, like you're kind of looking for that and you start to recognize when you're not getting that. If I've played three games and I'm just, even if I win and I just feel like, wow, I'm just kind of doing the same stuff. I'm not necessarily doing anything better. It's kind of a waste. You know, I'm better off right. working on something else. I've, I haven't, I'm not hitting those moments. So. Well, so people have been asking about the the list that I brought up, like, three episodes ago yeah and i it, it doesn't really work like a list but these are the things that i've come to yeah uh, be more familiar with and so when when things creep up i'm able to identify them better and then act accordingly so this was kind of the you know list i guess that i kind of ask myself number one is uh what would it look like if i did it the right way so if i'm doing a drawing and i start getting confused or Whatever. I find myself yeah. chasing all of these things and I'm not really sure where I'm going. I try to ask myself, what would it look like if I did it the right way? And we did like two episodes on the mental model and right. exactly. Which I it is. probably should be the primary question because I that probably is the most important yes. thing. Like that is that's, what that's allows why you it's to number push. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I like yeah, definitely like that. Yeah, nine times out of ten, that's that's the issue is I just don't know what I'm trying to do. And I just keep flailing around, hoping that the results will come Yeah. if I just keep trying really hard. So if I ask myself that question, uh, nine times out of 10, I, I don't know what it is I'm really after. So I have to stop and go figure that out. And that has been such a time saver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that goes into the whole mental model thing. So number two, if I'm running into, if I start feeling frustrated or something's just not working uh ask myself are you focused and a lot of times the answer is no i'm not 100 yeah. percent focused and we talked about this too but that's that's a huge one maybe there's music on in the background maybe you're thinking about something else maybe you just really don't want to do the thing that right. you're doing um 
So a lot of the time I'm just not completely focused and that's why it's yeah. not going well. I'm so I'll try not to slow you down too much because if we still don't get through this today, then people it's I don't know. Uh, or we could, I don't know, keep baiting people week to week. We'll, we'll get through it. Yeah, yeah. It's not long. So with the focus thing, I go, kind of going along with what we were just saying, I think that you do have these these pretty singular moments of growth where you you do develop some new skill. And I if you aren't focused, again, the very beginner stages of something are a bit different, right? If it's totally new, then I think you don't have to work too hard to make sure you improve. You know, if you've literally never played a piano before, you can goof around and you'll start to just adapt to some things. But if you're beyond the beginner stages and you aren't focused, you're almost certainly not going to improve because that's not how it works, right? You, your brain right. finds this equilibrium, you know, this kind of groove that you're sitting in and you have to push to some point to push yourself beyond that groove. And it's hard to do that. I mean, pretty much by definition like your brain doesn't want to do that and you need to line up everything just perfectly to get there and focus is like the least or not the least of like it, it has to be you have to be focused if you're half-assing it then you're not gonna get better you might be fully focused and you still don't get better because something else is going wrong but like that's just right that just has to be there so if i'm playing starcraft right I no longer kid myself that I'm doing anything useful if I'm not focused. If I've got a YouTube video on that I'm kind of half looking at or just not paying attention and I'm playing the game, then maybe I enjoy that and enjoying things is great and it's fun and you can do that if you want. But like, don't right. kid yourself that you're pushing your boundaries if you aren't focused. Yes, so. exactly that. Yeah. I, I've gotten rid of all of these things that I used to do. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. I used to just kind of mindlessly draw with the TV on in the background, not really watching it. But I've realized that I, I cannot do anything new. It's like when I'm drawing, mm -hmm. I can only repeat things that I've done in the past. It's like I'm completely incapable of drawing or, or reaching new, new right. heights or something. It's, right. it's impossible now. So I, I no longer kid myself on that either. I, I, can, I can tell now when I'm improving or when I'm doing something that's useful, which I, I was never able to identify before. Yeah. I just kept mindlessly trying things. I actually think that's a really, really key thing. I think for both of us, we've started to recognize when we're improving and when we're not. And that sounds kind of silly, but it's it's this whole revelation of, oh my God, like I, I kind of get it now. No, I'm starting I to know. become sensitive to that. I know for a fact that for about 20 minutes today, I improved. That, yeah. That's all that happened. But it's more than I would have gotten done in three days, uh, you know, six months ago. It's <laughs> like I know because the feeling was there. And yeah. I know that uncomfortable learning feeling. So I know that I improved in that 20, 30 minutes today. And uh, I'm actually pretty satisfied with that. Whereas... yeah before you know unless i spent six hours drawing or something i, I would be uh right yeah you're only happy if you feel like you spent a ton of time yeah whereas now you realize that's not quite what you're looking for like the time is important but that's not the end goal it's pretty easy to sink three hours into something and get nothing done can you describe that feeling of learning uh like, how do you how do you know you're improving that's a tough one and it it's is extremely complicated. Yeah, but. it's not always the same, right? So the, the the mental model part of it, this idea that you need to know what it is you're trying to do, that to me is a bit uh, different, right? Like it in many ways, it's informational. It's a lot of facts and, and things that you memorize. And some of it's very subtle and it, it's not something you could really spell out in simple terms. So it, I'm, right. I'm not saying that it's simple, but, you know, I could watch a a video from a pro and, and get to some point and go, oh, they chose to do this. And that seems like a good response to this thing. And I think I've learned something there. And now it's easy to forget that, you know, and we've talked before about the space repetition and the memory tricks and how it's actually really critical that you permanently put that in your memory. It's incredibly easy to just 
see something new and then never remember it. But that is a little bit different. And, and in a weird way, the clearer your mental model, the more you recognize when something is missing. Uh, and when you're able to add something to it, you have these kind of aha moments of, oh, that's that's the way you respond to this thing. That's how that works. And like you feel this piece fitting it. So that there's that. And I don't think that's too hard to recognize. But like we said, there's also these more fundamental skills like the execution and things. And there's certain things that I've started to notice. There's no like big blinking light that says, oh, it's happening. You're learning. Right. But there are some signs or almost symptoms. One of the things that happens when I'm not learning is this. I, I don't know exactly how to describe this, but there's this tendency towards almost like bullheadedness or just an unwillingness to get outside of that comfortable zone. Like I might be playing a game. And I might think the right thing to do here that I know from my mental model is that I need to split my army in two places and do a counterattack while I, you know, harass with the main army or something. And then I'll be in the game and like it's happening and there's this feeling of I'm just going to attack in one spot. Like there's this, I don't know what it is, but there's this hesitance or like this, like, nah, I'm just, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to do that. And that's a clear sign that things aren't working. Um, it's a very hard thing to describe. It's like I know that I, I, I fixate on things when I shouldn't be. I, I should be kind of seeing things at a higher level, making better decisions, being able to see more and think more. But I'm kind of just doing things and not wanting to get into that state. Okay. Well, all right. This is my next one. And you tell me if it's the same thing, because I think it's the same thing. I'm hoping Maybe you can explain it better, but maybe worded a little bit differently, but yeah. uh, number three is, are you doing the same things? And it's this weird phenomenon where you are, you're too stubborn to let go of this thing that you keep mm -hmm. trying to do. So like if I'm doing a, a painting or, or something and there's a problem I have to solve, like there's some sort of perspective problem or, or something I, I'm not consciously aware of it, but I will keep trying to do it a certain way, a way that I, I've maybe used before or yeah, it's like, it's like a, a break in my mental model. It, it's wrong and it's, it's trying to line up and it's just not, it's just not matching up, but I'm too stubborn to stop. So I keep trying it over and over and over again. And it's, it's this weird phenomenon where you're not even really aware of it, but you're, you you're just on repeat. It's like you mm -hmm. keep trying it over and over and over again until you eventually just get too frustrated that you, I don't know, give up or assume that you're you're not good enough or or something. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. So I, I, that probably is the right word for it. It's this weird, almost involuntary stubbornness where you're like, I just I'm just going to do this. I just can't. And you're, you're trying to force the solution that. Yeah, you, you are subconsciously aware that it's not going to work but you keep trying it anyway yeah you know yeah right yeah it's like your brain or your mind just can't let go of this thing and you kind of yeah. know that you need to but you're like ah yeah you're like no i'm gonna keep trying this and it's gonna work the the rest of the world will will bend to my will yeah but it never it never works so <laughs> If the answer is yes to are you doing the same things, you ask yourself, is it working? And if yeah. you're asking yourself this, obviously it's not. So if it's not working, stop. I, just, just stop doing it. Yeah. I think, uh, was it um, Bruce Lee, I think, who said something about be like water, right? It, I think it, it, hopefully it was Bruce Lee, but if not, somebody else who knew some stuff about some stuff. The idea of being like water to me, it, it implies that 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 stubbornness that we're a little bit struggling to explain, it's almost like you have this idea that you think is correct, and then you see new information that should convince you that, okay, now you need to do something different, but you take that same old idea and you just keep pushing it forward. It's like there's right. this, oh, no, 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 I like this, I want to hang on to this, and there's this unwillingness to change and sometimes you need to change very quickly and fluidly of oh now i need to do this oh now i need to do that or uh it's almost like the sunk cost fallacy like say i'm playing starcraft yeah. 
and I go to do an attack, and I'm like, ah, oh, I think I can beat my opponent with this big attack, I'm all ready, and I push across the map, and then I realize that they anticipated it, and they have a ton of defenses, and they're totally ready, that's the moment where it's time to be like water and think, this won't work, and it sucks that I did this, but I'm gonna find a different way. Like, that's the, the moment of being like water, but instead, it's like, here we go, let's just, I don't know, throw it in there, hope it works. Like, I'm, I can't... What's it called? The, the what? time sunk? The uh, sunk cost fallacy. Like, you've invested okay, something, yes. and you can't... Like, even though the logical thing is to stop putting money into something that's continuing to lose you money, you need to just stop. Uh, it's it's something kind of like that. So, that's exactly what I... I'm kind of remembering already saying this. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember if it was us talking. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was doing this painting, and... I had, I, God, I had so much stuff to do and I, I had to do this whole thing in three days and I had like six other things I also had to do and it was an extreme time crunch. Usually I have a week or two to do this type of piece. I had to do it in three days. Yeah. So I, I, I get it and immediately I just start running and I just, I start working on it. So I have this like overlay beginning shot and I have to build everything on top of that and the whole time I'm feeling, and I'm not really acknowledging, but I have this feeling of this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. But I kept working on it and working on it because the feeling of it being due in three days was stronger than yeah. that, that little voice in the back of my head. So I keep just throwing everything at it, everything that I got, and I'm just going, going, going. And then two full days into it, I, I get to a point where I realize that there is no way I can sign my name to this thing. Like, it's so bad. Like... I just, I can't turn this in. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so that voice kept getting louder and louder that something's wrong. Yeah. And I begin to acknowledge it because I have no other choice at this point. And I've sunk in two days into it because I, I didn't want to stop and think about what's wrong with it. I just right. wanted to finish it because it, I mean, that's needed to be done. Literally so, the sunk cost yeah. fallacy. So, yes, exactly. But then I started thinking about, well, when did that feeling appear? It was at the very start. So why? Why was it at the very start? Like, what was there at the beginning? And so I, I looked, you know, I took all the layers off. I, I went all the way back to the very start. And I looked at it. And the, the whole layout of the scene was just bad. And nothing I put on top of that was going to fix it. Yeah. And so I started over. I completely started over. And I finished it. In, in one day and it was way better than that one would have been but that that feeling was there and now i'm be, now i've identified it as that feeling and when it shows up again which it has i'm able to stop immediately and yeah. say why do i have this feeling what is it when did it appear let's go and look at that at that time frame it's funny I, we've said this a few times but it's cool that we both kind of found the same thing coming from these very different angles and i I swear we didn't orchestrate I that, that before. We're doing different things sometimes. We're doing but... super different things. I'm playing a video game. You're drawing pictures. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, to me, that that feeling, it's that to me fits in a little bit with that Marie Kondo does it spark joy type of thing, where yeah. she's pointing out something that's odd that nobody usually thinks about, like joy. What do you mean spark joy? It's a weird thing, but it's really important when you're trying to sort out the crap in your house. And that feeling of, I, I guess, stubbornness, I don't, like your your unwillingness to bend or, or reevaluate and change and be fluid, you know, the be like water thing. Like that is a really, really key thing. And I mean, in your example, like you're kind of in a time crunch. And so you're you're resisting that really for good reason that you don't really have a lot of time, even though it right. did end up being the right call. But it doesn't have to be some kind of pressure thing. It, it's something that you I think your mind just wants. It wants to not have to change, even if it's the right thing, even if you know it's the right thing. You have these ingrained patterns like that groove that that way you always do it. And you have to get yourself to kind of push outside of that, like be fluid and change the things that you haven't 
haven't been willing to change before. But it's a very particular feeling, and you can start to become yeah. really sensitive to it. I can even see it in other players. It's really yeah. funny, but I'll watch them, and I can tell, like, even when somebody's playing poorly, I can tell that their camera will stay too long on one part of the map. Because even though there's nothing left to do, it's like I know that the right decision is for them to go do something else because they've already, you know, done all the actions available. And I know right. that they know it too, but they're still just sitting there like, oh, I really hope this works. And like, like, I know that. I know what that feeling is. It's that thing. And it's happening. So. Well, all right. So, well, there was another painting that I did where, and I actually, I definitely already talked about this one, but there was this big bird that I, I had to, to draw in this epic pose, whatever. And it, it was almost the opposite. It was the fear of sinking more time into it. I was I, I kept trying to draw it in a way that would uh, hide all of the all of my lacks of knowledge, my lack of knowledge. I, I was trying to hide all the problem areas, oh, yeah. which is such a cliche artist thing to do. You know, if you can't draw hands, you draw them in pockets or in fists <laughs> or hidden oh, behind them or, or whatever a, it is. That's a fun fact. I'll watch for that. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, I do I do it too because hands are really hard to draw. Sure. And so are epic birds and majestic uh poses. But so I was trying to draw it in a way that was hiding all of my mistakes and I just kept doing it and kept doing it. It was really hard. And I knew that I was missing large chunks of information that would mm -hmm. allow me to to do it the correct way or, or the way that I was going for. But I also knew that if I took the time, I was also on a time crunch for this, but if I knew if I took the time to go learn those things, I would not know how long that would, I didn't know how long that would take Yeah. because it's knowledge I haven't learned. And so it's kind of scary. It's this vague like thing that I have to go learn and I don't know how long it would take. Right. So I kept putting it off and putting it off. Um. It, so it was almost the opposite. I was, a, or not the opposite, but I was afraid of sinking more time in, into that it feels like vagueness has been a little bit of a theme for us and how it you know it's yeah it's why you procrastinate it's a lot of things but i i think that that's exactly right there's this whenever you run into an unknown or a new thing like oh i i don't really know how to do this and i would have to learn it or even if it's something much smaller like this tiny little oh i'm gonna do this differently this time there's this kind of fear about this unknown uh, and yep. that's exactly the opposite of what you should be thinking. Like that is this giant beacon of here's a thing that if you go learn it, you will be better. You know, if you learn how right. to draw hands and you couldn't before, you're a better artist now, at least in that sense. Uh, so it's yeah. like our natural reaction to that is perfectly opposite of the way you should think if you are trying to get better. So all of these all of these feelings that we keep talking about, I think that they are, you feel them before you understand them. It, in the same way that if, if someone says something really mean to you, immediately you'll feel hurt by it. But it's not until the rest of the day goes by or even sometimes the rest of your life uh, where you're thinking over things and analyzing it that you begin to realize why that hurt. And so when these feelings show up, you won't understand them right away, but you will feel them. And so if you get better at recognizing them or identifying them when they show up as feelings, and if you get better at being able to translate them into actual problems and solutions, then you can become so much more efficient. And that's exactly what's been happening with me, is I've begun to recognize these feelings as actual problems that have actual solutions and I need to to treat them uh, very carefully or pay very close attention to them. Um, so one of sorry, the cat's screaming at me, and the dog was dreaming, so he's like howling over there. It's a um, <laughs> I'll try to focus here. One of the things that I have it's the way I used to think about I. Not even just emotions. If I was working on something, the only emotion I really acknowledged was frustration for the most part, because that would come up a lot. Like you're you're working hard, you start to get frustrated. And to me, I thought of it like kind of like a car engine overheating. 
uh, like heat is just this thing that builds up as you run a car. And so that has a radiator and a coolant right. system. And the whole job of that is to try to, you know, ventilate the heat and like, or dissipate it into the air. Right. And if it can't do that enough, then the engine overheats and you have to stop. Uh, and to me, that's kind of what frustration was like. I figured if I'm working on something and I'm getting frustrated, then I have to try to mitigate the frustration. It's just purely a bad feeling and I'm trying to keep it down. And if it gets too high, I have to stop. And that was my whole picture of frustration. But I've started to recognize that emotions are a signal and they're actually really important. Like something is really happening, mm -hmm. but it's not really happening in your conscious mind so much. You aren't going, aha, I'm now frustrated because of this thing. There's something going on and you get that feeling of frustration or that feeling of resisting change and not being like water where you're being stubborn and bullheaded like that. Uh, there's other right. things that come up the i wish i had a better term for this but like the duck brain feeling that i mentioned last time where information is just kind of flowing past you and you aren't it's none of it is sticking like that's a very distinct i don't know if i call that an right. emotion but it's a, a feeling that happens but you start to become sensitive to these things and they tell you something if you're getting frustrated there's a few reasons why you can be frustrated and if you start to dig into it you can be like oh i'm frustrated because i don't know what to do here you know, I keep right. playing these games and I keep losing and I don't have a correct mental model of how to beat it. And that's why I'm frustrated because I just feel like I'm I, I, like it's this feeling of helplessness almost. Yeah. And that emotion is a super strong, specific signal of this is what's happening and you can go fix it if you pay attention to it. But if you just dismiss all your emotions as these things that just happen and you don't want them, then or you're they're just they do what they do. You're missing a really huge uh, I don't know, message or, or like a piece of information. Yeah. And that's, that's been the thing. And and actually this all started for me, the, the biggest turning point was when we were talking about, uh, we did the episode on everything is your fault. And if you haven't watched that, it's sort of the way you approach things is that if something's going wrong, it's because you're doing something wrong. Right. Or that the, you should try to view everything that way. Like you want to be at fault in a sense because you want to be in control of it. If, if it's just something outside your control or nothing you can do about it, and that's not a good philosophy, I guess. So this led to me basically always believing that there is a solution to yeah. every problem that I'm encountering. That it's not some, I don't know, innate talent that I don't have and that's why I can't do this thing. It's that I've been doing something wrong. I need to figure out what it is. Yeah. And so every single thing that comes up now, if I'm, you know, being proactive, I I look at it and I go explore that thing. So if there's a big problem, I just try to to explode it and explore all of the different things and try to find exactly what's going on. And it's I don't know, that that way of looking at things totally changed the way I've been yeah. learning. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, yeah. All right. So number three is, are you doing the same things? And all of these are really connected. They're almost right. identical, but number four is, are you in your comfort zone? And, and this more applies to, to learning something. And we've already talked about this, obviously, but if, if I find myself just going through the motions and sort of just drawing things to draw things and whatever, that can be fun and relaxing, but you can't kid yourself. You, you are not learning. So if you feel comfortable, right. you're, you're just relaxing. You're not learning at all. Yeah. So you had said how when you, I mean, I'll, it's kind of tautological. If you get outside your comfort zone, it's uncomfortable. I don't think I like the term uncomfortable because it's it's not always like that. Like sometimes it it is, you know, you've been in this groove for a while and you have to kind of force yourself to do something different in the same way that, you know, if you go bench press 100 pounds every week, then, you know, you're not going to get any stronger after you make that initial adaptation. You're going to have to push a little bit and you may not want to put 110 pounds on there, but you have to if you want to progress. So like there, there is this, I think, very valid. Uh, like, I, I think that's that is true. But 
sometimes when I I feel like I'm in that zone of I am pushing myself, it's I, it's not always uncomfortable. Sometimes it's, it's exciting and it can actually yeah. feel really good, but it's almost this like really high energy, very invested state. And you know what feeling it reminds me of? The the feeling that is closest to that that I can describe is the feeling of falling. I mean, when you go on a roller coaster and you're you're falling, yeah. it's that like, oh my god, am I gonna live? <laughs> Even though you know <laughs> that you are, you're just like, I, there there is an exact name for it, and I can't remember, but that that feeling that to me is what learning or pushing yourself actually feels like and i don't know if it's and people go on roller coasters because they want to like it's not right but it's it's yeah it still feels like sort of uncomfortable it's i don't know it's a weird feeling that you want but yeah you also want it to end you know it's kind of it can be kind of exhilarating but it is it's intense a little bit yeah i mean it it is a it is a state of mind that you're like you're pretty wound up at least yeah. i think you know so try to get to that if it it's almost always doing the thing that you kind of don't want to do or you're you're resisting a little bit yeah almost always um so if you're kind of afraid to do it maybe do that thing <laughs> yeah know? that's probably that's probably fair and just just to kind of go back i mean getting yourself into those moments to me is a bit intense sometimes and it can be tiring and like we said there's there's different things you can do that are valuable and that's not the only one you know you can go do research you can i mean we talked last week about literal flashcards, like getting information and writing it down and reviewing it and trying to get things committed to your memory trying to problem solve about that and think about the way your brain works you know when you are doing the thing that you're working on and that to me is not that doesn't have the same feelings to me. Like I can go review some of the notes that I've taken or I can try to yeah. write up questions. Like that's not that type of exhausting. Uh, right. So the you have to get to those moments. You know, we were talking on, on the Discord a little bit about like exercise and how, you know, you need the correct mental model of a movement and able in order to be able to do it. And like that to me is a little bit academic. Like you're you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I do a push-up? How do I do a pull-up? And what's the correct body position? And that's not that yeah. hard to do. But you also need those moments of, I'm going to do literally as many push-ups as I can up to the point of failure or near to it because that's what you need to make your body adapt. So, like, you can spend your time in these two different areas and it's not yeah. like you need to always be in ultra-focus mode, but you do have to get there at some point. And it's like the work you do outside of that happens at a much uh kind of slower pace like it's not that yeah, intense it, but it's it, no, what you're, you're right yeah and it's part of what allows you to get into those moments when you are in try hard mode right like yeah there's a lot of different aspects of of learning and it's not always that yeah yeah okay so that number four are you in your comfort zone number five uh can you simplify it and then the follow-up to that is, can you simplify it further? <laughs> okay, well, explain and, that. And this applies to when I run into a very big problem or when I'm faced with a prompt to, to do a, a piece on something that I know nothing about and the, it just seems completely impossible and overwhelming and I don't know how to approach this. I, I can't start on it. I have to stop and see if I can simplify it. Just take the problem and start breaking it down and then break it down even more. And that's what I did with the, the giant bird thing. I just started writing out questions, question after question after question of trying to get to the exact mm -hmm. course that I need to take in order to accomplish this thing. And at first, it's this huge, vague, uh, mysterious thing, like giant monster avalanche, whatever. I don't know. It's this thing that I don't know how to, to tackle or to yeah. approach. So you just start asking questions and try to turn it into a concrete or smaller pieces of concrete yeah. that you can then uh, tackle. I mean, that sounds like our prescription for procrastination pretty much, right? Like, Yes. And, but I mean, think about the way that you're approaching uh, reaching top 200. That's a, 
I mean, it sounds like a specific goal, but what does that actually mean? Like there is... Right, well, it means so winning much. thousands, potentially, of games that are almost all unique and different against different opponents and different play styles. Like, it's... Yeah, it, so it, it feels monstrous, like you said. So when you first decided, I want to reach top 200, and I decided I want to learn how to draw the entire skeleton, what did you do? How did you come up with a plan how did you simplify that huge goal into something achievable well i mean it, it almost went the other direction kind of because i mean like i said i've played this game for a really long time and i've gotten up to a pretty high level and then i just have been stuck for a long time and it as we started to talk we started to identify these ideas that felt compelling and so it wasn't until i had this thought of oh maybe I actually could do something like i could break this down in a way that's more doable and like find specific things to do that made me think maybe i actually could try to to get into you know to reach the top 200 um but i mean are you asking like specifically what uh well i just has there been something that you've run into during this this thing or, or anytime you run into this huge problem and you don't know how to tackle it mm. and then you have to step back analyze it break it down and then go forward here's the the metaphor that has stuck with me the most i don't know if i've mentioned this before or not but we read peak and in peak one of the things he talks about is the london cabbies who have to learn how to get from any point a to any point b in london and it's absurdly difficult and you know, there's like 25,000 streets. And that to me feels like that type of problem where, oh my God, how, right. how do you memorize something like that? You know, and not even just in the abstract, but like you have to recognize what things look like in this whole gigantic area. So what they do is they're given a, a, a two points, you know, some point A in the city and some point B, and they said, learn this route. And so they map it out for themselves. They started point A, they usually take like a little moped or something and like ride around and try to figure out the best way. And they learn that route. And it, it, you would think, you know, maybe, oh, I should look at a map and memorize all the streets or I should start in this quadrant and that quadrant. And that's not how they do it because it's too complicated. You can't just memorize every single fact about the entire city. You do a route and you start to learn all the subtleties of that route and internalize it and go, you know, I'll, if you go this way, during rush hour, it's kind of better, but if it's not rush hour, then maybe this way, and there could be construction here, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you start to piece all these things together for this specific route in the city. And that's not the whole city, it's just one route, but it gives you this kind of anchor point, like we talked about, where you can start to fit other things in. And that's kind of been the most useful way of thinking about the game for me, where I will, you know, play a game, start to finish... And usually a loss is more useful for this, but it might be something where I just have no idea what to do. And I start trying to plot a route of what do I need to win a game like this? And then how do I get there? And I there's a million little details and possible branches of like, well, I need to get to this point with this much stuff and this kind of tech. And, you know, maybe this happens instead. And so I need to go this way. And you start to attach these other pieces of information to this route of, I know this endpoint that I want to get to. And here's where I'm starting. And you're just slowly piecing that together until you have some path from point A to point B, figuratively, in the game. And then I might have a totally different game that played out completely differently, and I have to plot a route through there. But it, by trying to understand all the specifics of how you get from here to there in the game, other stuff starts to fit. And then you get some other game that plays out differently, but there's a lot that you still know from me having to plot out the route in this other game and so i go oh this is actually pretty similar i just need to make this change or make this adaptation and i know if i scout this i can respond this way and like that has been the most useful way of thinking about it is like find specific routes and then start to attach things to them and use them as ways of understanding other things i i love this because that's exactly what what i started doing too like instead of thinking oh i need to be super better i need to be really good you know, at StarCraft right. or, or with me withdrawing, it was always, oh God, I need to learn all my, my bones. I need to learn all the muscles. Yeah. I need to learn about lighting and composition and all this stuff. Now uh, you've taken, you play a single game 
and then you review it and you might have a list of 200 things that you could have done better. So you write all those things down and you go learn all of those things and, and now you're better. And yeah. for me, I figured, well, if I got to learn how to draw the whole figure, instead of just bouncing off or bouncing all over the place, I'm just going to, well, first I'm going to start with the skeleton. And then with that, I'll just start with the skull. And so I, I found, I'm trying to find like my ideal, I'm trying to build this mental model. So I go look for a skull that's drawn really well, a single one, not like a hundred skulls that are drawn well, just, just one. So I printed that out. It's on my wall. And then every time I do a drawing of the skull in the same view, I go hang it up next to it and yeah. I say, what am I doing that he's not doing? Or what is he doing that I'm not doing? And I make a list and I go work on those things. And yeah. it has made this huge difference. <laughs> and it it's almost like maybe it's the opposite of simplifying. And maybe this doesn't really apply to what I was trying to say, but it's it's actually taking something really simple and expanding it and uh, finding all of the issues with it. and Maybe simplifying is the right word, but like taking something big and breaking it down into smaller and smaller pieces is maybe the way yeah, to think about I, it. Yeah. But that, okay, that's exactly what I've been doing too. Is I, because when I do a drawing or, or when you do anything, do it, it the best you can and then go line it up next to the thing that it's supposed to be. All of the deficiencies that show up, those are, that's your roadmap. That's what you got to go mm -hmm. fix. Yeah. That's your lesson plans for the next <laughs> three months. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, we should probably wrap up soon because we've been going for a while. And so we're not going to get into this, but it's one of my biggest hangups I think with formal education and that sort of thing is that the more sensitive I become to to this like we said finding those moments where you feel like you're improving and knowing what to look for to me that in and of itself is an art form it's it's a thing you have to learn how to do which is kind of weird to think about like you have to learn how you're going to learn to do a thing you know that right. process of recognizing how you think and recognizing where your model is and getting good at just improving the way you think about a mental model like your mental model of a mental model like that you have to get good at that stuff and the idea that you can just sit down with a course and go all right here's how you do this thing start to finish lesson one here's lesson two it doesn't it doesn't do that it doesn't acknowledge any of the the subtleties and difficult things going on in your head. And like we said, I think that's fine if you're new. If it's a new, if it's a new skill that you don't know anything about, that anything's new, and you're you're starting to build a model. But once you hit that point where you're in a groove, that doesn't work anymore. You, I can't just go take a list of things and go, all right, cool. I'm gonna learn all these things that somebody gave me because they have to fit inside this very intricate very subtle model that exists in my head. And like the things that I need to work on, you know, even just execution skill wise are very specific and nobody knows what they are. Right. Not even me until I start to figure that out. So that, that is such a key point to me in that I, I believe, I, I know that not everybody thinks this way, but I think that anybody who is getting to a really high level at anything is able to do that in some way they may not put it in the same terms may not even be able to verbalize it this way but they are able to recognize where they're weak and they know how to fix it and i i think that's just a skill that has to be there if you want to get really good at something so last thing on my list and we talked about this last week is plan to forget it's not a question but plan <laughs> yeah. to forget because you will forget and every time you you fix one of these problems you have to make sure that you will not forget it. Otherwise, you have not improved. Like, so what if you figure it out once and you, right. you do it once? That's great. But unless it sticks, unless you put it into some system that's like a fail-safe system that keeps you from forgetting it, yeah. you will eventually forget it. No matter how hard you you looked at it and said, don't forget this. Like, it, <laughs> right. it won't stick. You right. have to find a way to remember the successes that you've had yeah you can't just will yourself to remember something here's uh one kind of finer point on that i'm playing starcraft right 
And at the start of every game, you make workers and you make another base and stuff like that. And it most games, with some exceptions, but most games play out that same way. And so I have specific things that I have to remember in order to, to execute that correctly. And I don't need much help remembering that as long as I play reasonably frequently, because I do that every single time. So if you think about, you know, the forgetting curve and when you have to re recall something, if you're recalling it every day, you're definitely, you know, you're well inside the forgetting curve. But there's other things in the game that come up very infrequently. Maybe there's some really weird aggressive build, you know, a, a Protoss foregate, which is this cheesy thing that they do sometimes. And I'll see it, I don't know, one in every 400 games or something like that. That can happen. That fits way outside the forgetting curve. Knowing exactly what my response is going to be and being able to remember it and execute it within literally like one second because you have that much time to respond usually. That I don't see. Like I will 100% forget that because the game itself doesn't present that to me very frequently at all. And there's all kinds of little things like that. So if... You know, if, if you're a powerlifter, I talked about how I my mental model of bench pressing wasn't very good and it started to get better and I've started to get better at bench pressing. I didn't make a flashcard for that because I bench press every week or twice a week and it's pretty simple yeah. and it fits well inside the forgetting curve where I don't feel like I need to visualize it and force myself to do it. So acknowledge, I guess, that things are different and this isn't just a, oh, you need a flashcard system that uses space repetition because that'll fix all your memory problems. Use it when you need it for the things that need it. And there right. are a ton of things that fit outside the forgetting curve where whatever it is you're doing is not gonna present that to you frequently enough for you to remember it without having to do something external. But if it if it is outside the forgetting curve, use something external, make yourself not forget it. That's my feelings on that. Yeah, my, mine too. I, I don't know how long it's been, but I have one more thing. Yeah, do it. Okay, we've both been talking about improving a lot, and we've been, we have been improving a lot, but one thing we haven't mentioned is that earlier this week, I think it was this week, uh, we were both so frustrated with, I mean, you had, I think it was a live stream you did, but you like lost every single game after winning some tournament a, a couple days earlier. Yeah. Or something i had like an incredible weekend of drawing and i felt like i was i was covering all this new ground and i was so much better and then the monday and tuesday after that was just total failures i thought that i had lost everything and i think i mean we, we wanted to cancel the podcast this week because we just felt so distraught and depressed to about be clear we were we were talking about delaying today not quitting uh, well for... yeah no yeah yeah yeah. delaying or canceling this week or something but yeah. i mean we just we were really upset and it was yeah. funny that it was happening to both of us but a couple days later you're back winning tournaments and i'm back improving the way that i want to be improving and i think that it's not just a coincidence i think what's happening is that when you introduce a lot of new information into the the rotation of things you mm. with all of the old information your brain has gotten used to it and you're able to act off of intuition and you don't have to think through all of these new or complicated processes or anything you're able to just use all of this information right away intuitively even though it may not be the optimum way of working and that's why you're learning all of this new information but when you introduce the new information your brain now has to consciously think of all of this stuff and it has to try to find ways to implement it and when it does that it can't just it, it can't just intuitively do the things like it was doing before it's trying to rework the way that it works and when it does that it slows down yeah and it can cause a lot of seemingly uh, huge failures and these failures are the ones that hurt the most because you tried the hardest yeah. and it's because you tried so hard you added all this new information and that's why you're failing right now because uh, at least that's that's my theory on that it. is i actually wanted to bring that up today and i forgot that is a fantastic way of putting that you're exactly right and i feel the exact same thing with starcraft it's a real-time game it happens in real time so you have to respond very fast and if there's a 
Well, specifically, I had a lot of trouble with a matchup playing against Mech, where I had this idea of how I wanted to play against it, and it's I have no idea where I even got this from. Probably some ancient video by somebody from years ago saying, "Oh, play uh, Hydra Viper," and I'm like, "Okay, cool," and I'll I'll play this, and I would keep trying and keep trying, and like I just I never won. I would just always lose against Mech. Um, well, not never. I win sometimes. I get close, but I usually lose. Right. So, but I had some competency, right? Like I got it up to some certain level. I could beat lower level players, but I can't beat higher level players with this technique. And so I start thinking, all right, this is like, this feels like the, this is the frustration thing. I, I don't, I'm always frustrated. And it's because I don't know what to do here. Like, I think I'm lost. So I start really digging into this and think and doing some research, watching pros and going, no, this is not a good strategy. Nobody really does this. I need to do this other thing. I need to play completely differently with a totally different play style and just literally everything about the game is different. And so I'm learning all about this. I'm taking notes. I'm trying things out in the unit tester. I'm writing stuff down. I wrote myself flashcards. Remember this, remember that, make sure you do this thing. And so I start trying out this new method and it's horrible. I lose everything and it's not even close. And it's exactly what you said. It's so freaking frustrating that you're pouring your time and energy thinking right, I'm going to get worse better than you were before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I'm getting yeah. way worse losing to players that I should never lose to. And it's the most frustrating thing ever because you're trying so hard and things are getting worse. But right. you just have to get to a point where you start to understand all the subtleties of this new approach and you know how to execute it and it becomes internalized and you don't have to you know be thinking so much and you can just you know react and think bigger picture and like that stuff just takes a while and it's almost like you have to have a lot of faith in your your decision to learn that thing like you have to right. kind of trust that nope i know this is going to suck but I'm going to get there eventually. I'm sure of it because I understand how I work and I understand like you have to have this this feeling of I know this is going to happen. I trust myself that I'm making the right calls here and that I eventually will fill in the gaps and start to get the execution. And not that I have it at a great level, but I have started to win those types of games, at least far better than I was before. And even when I lose, I have this feeling of, oh, this is why I lost. If I had done this better, I think I wouldn't have. And so it's somebody pointed this out, but it's kind of like a local minimum in computing where like if you have a, an AI or like a machine learning algorithm, sometimes it finds a solution that's pretty good, but it's not the best solution. And it's like if it gets stuck there. Oh, no, I gave the Mario example last week. It's like it finds a simple thing it just always go forward, always jump. But then you hit this Mario level where there's a pipe in front of you and you have to back up. And that's very hard to do for a computer. But on a larger scale, it's hard to do for a person too. Like I found this local minimum in StarCraft of, oh, I can play this style and I can beat some people, but it's not a style that works all the way up to the top level. So I got to go learn something new. And in order to do that, I got to backtrack a lot and it hurts. Yeah, you have to like devolve into this yeah. other thing and then regrow. Yeah. And I I swear, I think this, it, probably for me, but I think a lot of people, this is where they give up because they feel like they're, they're being punished for trying really hard. Yeah. So they'll try really hard. They'll learn a bunch of new things and then they fail. So they're like, oh, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not made for this. I quit. I give up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I think that we should be aware of this and I, I think it's supposed to happen or, or it's expected, you know, you, you remember the entity theorist versus incremental theorist thing? Yes. I yeah. think everybody becomes an entity theorist when they hit the really rough patches where they're like, I yeah. can't do it. I just, it doesn't work. I, I've hit my max. I'm not capable. Right. And then when you start doing well, you're like, oh no, I'm, it's all about problem solving and anyone can do anything. And like, right. You have to keep the faith sort of in those moments i think yes and one last thing it's just really freaking hard i mean just yeah. getting to a really high level at anything is really really hard i, I kind of think about exercise theory and how a while ago we didn't really know how you could get really good at lifting or running or something and we figured it out to a pretty good level where we know that yeah there's these training programs and this is the format and here's what you eat uh, so like we have the solution in the sense of here's if you want to be 
a really strong person. Here's how you do it. It's still really, really hard. It's just, right. it just, we know how. And I, I, that's kind of where we're at with this, I think, is that I'm starting to feel like I know not everything, but more about how to get good at something. It's still really hard. I don't want to imply well, that it isn't. I mean, that's that's the definition of it is yeah. you can't improve unless you're doing something that's really hard. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. All right. I think that's. that's yeah, that's good. all I got to say. I, well, we got through your list of questions, which is cool. We were baiting people on yeah. that for weeks. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll write it down if anybody else wants to ask yeah. themselves. And we might. I, I think we might evolve that a bit and try to come up yeah, with something more see, formal. To me, it's a rough draft of. Yeah. Of what. I, I want to put together. Yeah. I, I want a list of like, you know, the list of things to ask yourself that will It's a pretty good rough know, draft. You haven't shared it with me at all, and I still think it's pretty solid. I think I agree with everything on there. So cool. Good job. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh remember you can leave us a comment. We have a Discord now, which we will leave a link in the description. And we've had a lot of really cool uh, bits of feedback and some discussion there so check it out if you're listening on a podcast platform we would love a review and you can send us an email at the overanalyzers podcast at gmail.com see you next week